Raggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy from the Tichy Carra Studios of Balnahoun, out here in Balnahoun. We have a podcast for you looking back at Connick's defeat to Cardiff in Newport. So we're in Balnahoun, Cardiff are playing in Newport. The world's upside down, as we well know. Alan Deacon, welcome along. Hi, Rob. Yep, COVID keeps, keeps affecting everything, doesn't it? I was going to say it keeps us all on our toes, but I broke one of my toes, so maybe, maybe we won't talk about toes. No, no, and we're getting, we're sitting in this lovely studio, we've got the windows open, so there's plenty of air, this is why we're not having to wear a mask, we're sitting right beside the window with the air flowing. We're trying to still keep a little bit of distance, and we've only just taken off our masks, just before we go on air, and we're in our own pod. Have I covered everything? William Davis, welcome along. Yep, I think that covers all COVID eventualities. And I'm, I have the press conference on here in the background, so when Andy Friend comes in, we may have to just like stop abruptly out of nowhere, and I'll go, lad, stop, I need to talk to Andy Friend, and then you'll hear that, that's how this works, as we sit around, we've collected all our gear. William, bad night for Connacht. Uh, I suppose it was a very kind of innovative night for Galway Bay FM. Let's start with that. We had a bit of work to do to get this commentary on air. Big thanks to everyone in TG Car to start with. And Damien, Galway Bay, always a hero. Yeah. That's the voice of Stephen, our press officer of Connacht. So we'll pause here because the press conference is about to start. Stephen Long is on there to tell us that we're ready to go. So here is the press conference. Andy, after a great start last week, that's a really disappointing final 30 minutes. Uh, you must be really down that dressing room. Yeah, we just had a chat there, Rob. I actually thought Cardiff were very good tonight, but we had our opportunities and, and we didn't take them when we, when we needed to. I thought that passage that uh, after we got the game back to 10-7 um, and I thought we, were on, we had ascendancy in the forwards. I thought the forward pack did really well. We had that lengthy passage of play where it was to and fro, to and fro for about three, four minutes and in the end, uh, they worked hard on us and they got the try there and then it, it sort of fell apart from there. So, yeah, it was disappointing, mate. Yeah, it is hard to fathom how the game changed so much because if people look at the scoreline, obviously it's, it's quite comfortable and well-deserved win for Cardiff. But at that point on the hour mark, you know, with an extra man for another four minutes, you got back to 10-7. That's, that's as much as the game can change really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and that was a disappointing thing. I thought, you know, we'd done the hard work there. I felt like we'd broken them. Uh, and now we just had to... We just had to finish it off and, and we had the moment there to finish it off and, and we didn't. So, uh, as I said, you know, compliments to, to Cardiff. I thought that's probably the best I've seen them play. I thought they were very physical tonight. I thought they played a smart game. Um, so you've got to give credit where credit's due there. But, yeah, we're disappointed we didn't, uh, we didn't take the ascendancy when we needed to. I suppose you could look at the first half too, three visits to their 22. I know they wasted chances as well, but a 10-point margin was a big margin away from home. Yeah, it is. That, you know, I didn't feel like that was insurmountable. I thought, um, and the, certainly the way we came out in the second half, um, you know, I thought it was positive. But uh, and momentum had definitely swung. But you know, we, we allowed it to then. We didn't. We didn't. Uh, we didn't take this energy when we needed to, and we'd already swung the game. So, yeah, we 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 got ourselves to blame for that one. Just your thoughts on two. You took Jack off quite early. Was there? Are you managing minutes there, or what was your top process in that? No, listen. Again, it's you know we know we're about to lose Jack. Um, it's an opportunity there for for Fitzy. Uh, you know we felt our our, our um, ability to turn them with kicks. We didn't get a lot of pay out of that in the first half. Um, so it was an opportunity for Fitzy to come on and see what he could do with it. So uh, yeah, there was a bit of there was a bit of. Um, Looking ahead at the same time, also, you know, seeing opportunity and, and giving a young bloke an opportunity. Owen, just uh, for yourself before we go, uh, like, can you put your finger on how the game changed? It, it, it happened very, very quickly. It got away from me. 
Yeah, I think as Friendy alluded to there, that passage just after we scored and we'd huffed and puffed after half time. I think it was 15 minutes, it was all us in the second half. And we were maybe a little bit disappointed we didn't get rewarded a bit sooner at the start of that second half. I felt there was a few, they took a lot of penalties to get that yellow card. Maybe some potential penalty tries as well. We felt a few malls were going over the line and um, probably took us a bit longer to score than we would have liked. And then, as Friendly mentioned, that passage just after that when they were a man down. Um, it was a long period of play and they managed to score on the back of it as well, which was a big momentum swinger. So, yeah, I think, I think that was the moment. How did you find it yourself, just getting back to action? Yeah, I thought it was a physical game. I thought it was a direct game. as um, Cardiff, Cardiff were good defensively. Felt we took them on up front and felt we probably had the edge on them there as well. But um, all that stuff takes effort and uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of sore bodies in there, especially up front. Yeah, just had a couple of HIAs. So, um, you know, Finlay early on, I think probably five, six minutes into the game and then Dave Heffernan about 12 minutes into the game. So, uh, but listen, I thought Jack Angel came on and did very, very well. That's uh, 75 minutes of football for that young man and I thought he did really well. And great to get Shane Delahunt back out there. He's um, He's been away for the last few weeks. So, uh, yeah, great to get Shane out there. But... Uh, at this point in time, both Dave and Finlay are well. They just have to go through their HIA protocols. Um, yeah, it was it was our first time experiencing that, obviously. But um, we we looked at it as an opportunity to uh, get to stay a night in your own bed and rather rather than a hotel room. And um, it was all pretty smooth. Obviously, the airports aren't aren't too busy, and uh, we were lucky enough to get a, a chartered flight. Ryanair looked after us very well. And uh, yeah, it was an unusual experience. Um, obviously, the result didn't go our way, but I think obviously you just have to adapt to these things and it. We saw it as an opportunity, unfortunately, it didn't go away, but obviously something we're going to have to get used to. Oh, I just think, we, you know, continue to work on our, on our game management and our, um, our controlling of the ball when we've got it. You know, if we are going to kick it, it needs to find grass or it needs to be contestable. And too many kicks there tonight didn't either. So you're basically just giving up possession. It's so hard to get the bloody thing. So we need to be better at that. Okay, we're we're back here in in the room as it is. Uh, wow. Okay, so Connacht were well beaten. I guess that's our, our starting point. You heard there. It's too early in the season to be like getting all worked up about a quite a heavy defeat to one of your rivals for the playoffs. But they are one of Connacht's rivals for the playoffs. One of those teams that are around the same level. Not tonight. No, I suppose. Well, what what made it bizarre was that Connacht didn't play particularly well in the first half, um, but came out in the second half, played much more direct rugby, got the try they needed. And then seemed to fall apart is the best I could call it because it like it was though I don't know whether the flying out, in and out in one day had an issue with that. It certainly looked as though they hadn't got off the bus as you would say in the in the first half because they they didn't touch the ball. Hadn't got off the much. plane. Like hadn't got off the yeah exactly. They were just so they were just so out of it in, in that first ten or fifteen minutes of the, of the first half, um, but got themselves in, got the score, well deserved score, a lot of pressure on. Then just seemed to, to fall apart there was a long period of play that player to play must have went on for four or five minutes and Cardiff were the ones who made it, took advantage of tired bodies out there really good point because I think when the restart happened there was nine minutes left on the sin bin I think by the time they scored the try there was two minutes and yeah I don't think there was a stop no no it was up and down the field there was all sorts of things going on it was a strange game it was very up to that point it was very dominated by both defences who were both well well on top um, which was interesting considering there are two teams who were regarded as quite attacking teams in the league. Um, but at that point, you know, it looked like there was a fair amount of tired bodies out there. Um, a ball could have been kicked into touch and it wasn't stayed in play. Cardiff with Lilo showing his class 
um, to, to make the sidestep that he made, took two players out of the game and Hallam Amos once again scores two tries against Connacht. Yeah. Amos is a good finish. Both of you were really impressed with Adams as uh, probably on another level really even than Amos. Yeah, I, th- I think he is. And uh, I mean, he was man of the match, whether you're interested in that or not. But I thought he played. Um, I thought he played well. They were better, but they were under so much pressure in that. Uh, sorry, I mean, Cardiff were better overall in the game. And I think uh, they looked the more likely to score from different places. Connacht were really trying to just rumble the ball in. But what happened after the, when they got back to 10 7. The critical moment for me, Jack Carty was taken off. Now it came up in the press conference there. You asked the question. Um, I'm not sure I understand the rationale behind it. Uh, I've no issue with a with a player getting an opportunity, but in a game as tight as this, I couldn't see the reason to take him off. And I'm not blaming uh, Conor Fitzgerald for the fact that they then went from 10-7 to 29-7, but Connacht became disjointed. And any attacks that they did make became rather shapeless and they were trying to force the game. I thought, you know, it was an opportunity to just keep the control, keep putting the pressure onto Cardiff, who were getting a bit rattled. Uh, And we kind of handed them a try. And from there, they pulled away. And and at the end, Connacht were just sort of, I think, looking glad for the referee's whistle and a pretty disappointed night. I mean, it's a bonus point win for, for, uh, for Cardiff. That's the first time they've scored a try bonus on us since 2008. Ooh, stats. Which is just incredible when you think you about it. You were saying to me, like, this is invariably a one-score game. Yeah, out of the last uh, 11 seasons, there's only been one game apart from earlier on this, or sorry, <laughs> again, this year is sort of driving me nuts in February when we bet them 29-0. Up to that point, there'd only been one game that had been more than a score between them in the previous nine seasons. Yeah, so that was unusual. It's hard to get our head around. I'll put it to you, Alan, though. If we over-focus on the good spell after half-time, we missed the point that Cardiff were the better team in the first half as well, blew a lot of chances. Uh, and the way they finished it as well, this isn't a good performance from Connacht and it's a step down from what we saw it is yeah you're playing away from home it's the first time they've played as I say I'll keep going back to this this idea of getting off the plane like what quite surprised me about the the fact that they flew over was that they flew over relatively late Mm. like they were leaving Galway at 12 o'clock which means they didn't get down there at 1 which means you're not landing you know so it's only 3 or 4 hours before the game Um, from my point of view as someone who would go to away matches there were times guys just didn't get off the bus and that's what it looked like to me yeah, one of the reasons for that though is you're trying to cut down your your potential COVID contacts. Uh, it's it's very very unusual. So does that mean home games are going to be more important than ever now? Well, they're always important, and you got to say tonight that wasn't a home game for Cardiff. They're used to playing on that horrible artificial pitch at the Arms Park, which everybody detests, uh, and they they love because they're so used to it. It's a very hard pitch. You know that wasn't. Semi away game. I know they're in still in Wales, but they're at a ground that they don't play at. They certainly, um, well, they'd be happy if they keep winning games like that. There, I think it's a learning exercise about uh, these one day trips. I don't know what they're going to do in Edinburgh. I'm assuming that Edinburgh will be very similar. I mean, we've seen French teams come and do that here in Champions Challenge Cup games. And we know how they played most of the time. Uh, yeah, they they actually run back onto their bus and get taken back to Shannon. I don't think that's Connacht, but they it's 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 a you know they just have to look at it. But I suppose in in the current set of circumstances, it's it's where they're at. I still feel we could overemphasize that because 
There's a lot of things they could have got right tonight. And, you know, could we say the centre partnership didn't spark as much as we would have hoped? Certainly didn't work as well as Tom Farrell and Bundy. No, it didn't seem to. And they, they swapped jerseys before the game, but it looked like Bundy was starting or was playing at 12 quite a lot of the time. Sam Arnold's outside. Yeah, yeah, and even though he had 13 on his back. So, yeah, that didn't seem to work. But I think it was uh, they, they didn't never got to grips with the fact that Cardiff were such... They make such a mess of the breakdown and they make it so hard to get any sort of quick, clean ball. Um, and the car of tackling was, was very good and there wasn't... We're still waiting to see Mr. Papalihi come along because I think he might make a difference to the idea of getting over the gain line. We think he was available, but they decided not to bring him in just yet. Well, Shane Delahunt was Well, he was because the, the, the two games, the, the two A games were guarded as meaningful games because they were in a competition. So effectively, he was available from the, from, from the, uh, like the sending off. That sounds so like something that comes in other sports once in a while. You have your head scratched. That's a head scratcher. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Main point is you're available. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, know. you want to see him. You're just interested. Once the internationals get taken away, including a good few from Connacht, you'd imagine he's going to come into it. You would have thought so, because we, we definitely need to get over the gain line more often. Um, we were getting stuck on the gain line far too often. You just It's only a yard. You're not talking about running five or six metres over the gain line. You're talking one metre over the gain line. I thought we missed Dave Heffernan when he went off for that reason. Yeah, he, he's, he's key to that. Uh, and I have to say, I was a bit disappointed. I suppose with it, when he came on, I was hoping Alton Delan might get into that scenario, but he wasn't really given the opportunity. Um yeah, the the, the the gain line area, uh, and I think it was interesting, Owen Masters, and I, I agree with what he said in the, in the press conference, It they huffed and puffed, and it took them a long time to get that try. But they were pulled down two or three times going over the line. Oh, and, and, this, and even another time straight off to the yellow card, but that time we scored. Yeah, and, I, you know... I thought the referee had a decent game actually for his only his second game. So I, I'm I'm not I'm not getting involved in any of that. But what I will very say, very good team of officials with him as well. Yes, and the TMO was excellent. Um, and I've forgotten his name, but he's an experienced Welsh referee, and he was very John Mason. John Mason. He's very calm in what was going on, and he didn't let it get out of out of kilter. But that's something they have to look at. If teams are going to get away with doing that, if they know it's going to be three times to a yellow card and maybe five times to a penalty try, they're going to keep doing it. They should have been told the next time it's penalty try and a card because they did it three times in the space of about 90 seconds. And Connick really had domination then. But I think it, they were tired and they didn't react well. And again, that's why to me you leave your starting 10 on and you say to him, get us down the pitch. Let's just keep doing what we've done. Let's keep the pressure on. The pressure dissipated straight away. It became harem scarum. Connacht had a couple of half chances in that, but they didn't convert them. And from there, Cardiff, Cardiff just pulled away. And it, you know, twenty nine seven from ten seven after sixty two minutes is pretty. That's pretty rough. And just to emphasize, like we were watching Ben Whitehouse uh, for Benetton against Leinster in his refereeing, likes of Ben Whitehouse. Obviously, Nigel Owens always gets mentioned. Would probably, in my opinion, I don't know if you disagree, would have given a penalty try when they pulled down the mall and the yellow card just before the subsequent penalty where they say, right, now you're getting a yellow card. I mean, it was one penalty too many, really, that killed the momentum. And a lot of referees, and we saw it, connect, it happened to Connacht against Munster in the Aviva Stadium. Referees are being told, don't have too much patience. Again, we're not being too critical of the officials well, here. I think, you know, more experienced referees. That's why they, but that's why they, they the re- referees need support from yeah. their coaching staff and their, uh, the, the people who uh, analyse them and say, look, you got nearly got all this right, but you cannot let a side be that cynical. And Cardiff at that stage looked, 
They didn't look beaten, but they looked a bit... Dis- they were in trouble and they were disjointed but then but we've got to stress because I'm just thinking some Cardiff person could be listening to this podcast we're not for a second suggesting anything other than a bonus point Cardiff win was the right outcome of that fixture oh no because they, they dominated the last well they scored three tries in 11 minutes and ran away and played the best rugby in yes. terms of open rugby yeah. and they took their chances yeah. and, and when they got space they used it Connacht in the centre today they couldn't create any space and when they got any space they did very little with it. Whereas last week they created space and they used the space. Yeah, you're missing the, the footwork of, of Farrell who frightens the opposition. He makes them stand up. He makes he puts a bit of doubt into them whereas Sammy Arnold is a very similar player to Bundy and that they're very, very direct players. Now, he, his initial break got us to the try um, and his little offload was, was excellent as well but he's probably a little bit too similar to Bundy. But the other thing we have to talk about is like it was an old thing that happened in rugby you wore teams down and then you scored their tries in the last 15 minutes that's that's effectively what Cardiff did they wore Connacht down in the first half they should have scored at least one more try in the first half they had a four on one overlap and blew it now it was brilliant tackling from John Porch they also had another great John Porch tackle in the second half when they should have scored a try and they didn't um, in, in and around that period of play but they wore Connacht down like they, they definitely did and they were really good and they were very effective and they were very efficient a lot of the time they did make mistakes they did overtry things at times but you have to be impressed with, with the fact that they they saw the opportunity to grab the game they took it and then they went away and got the bonus point well deserved very random isolated highlights of the game but John Porch's late tackle like you mentioned and Alex Wooten in the first half it's just, I just like that I, I like to never say die uh, scramble defence that I've seen in the last three, four, three or four weeks actually since the start of the season so more of that and it'll help us in other games it's irrelevant really today in the bigger picture bigger picture too lads and we'll finish on this because we got to get going we got to uh, I'm sure they're closing up TG Carr Studios very soon and we've got to get back across the coastline into the city uh, I'm just a bit concerned William just in the patterns I got the feeling last week as amazing as our backline play was and the beautiful tries we scored Glasgow blew it and now I look at this and I'm like, hmm, Edinburgh away two weeks' time. Could be looking at a bad start to the season if they lose two from three. Or maybe not two away games, who knows? Uh, interesting challenge. I mean, Edinburgh are going to be missing. We always focus on how many team players that, you know, the, the opposition. Edinburgh will be missing 15 or 16 starters. Okay. But we're going to be missing some key players as well. And we tend to lose games against Edinburgh when they're missing 15 starters for yeah, some reason. It's, it's, it's going to be a strange one. They're going to have to lift it. Um, yeah, I, there, was, there, wasn't, there was a lot to like last week and they won the game. There was very little to like tonight. Okay. It's a counterpoint to me, my concern about the way Glasgow blew chances. Connick had a lot to like. Yeah, I, I think the problem tonight was that when they got, uh, when they got themselves back into the game, um, they just... They just got blown away and they were beaten up again. The breakdown area, get, as Alan says, getting over the, the gain line is is a huge problem. And I think one of the things you can miss is you talk about a side being uh, broken up. In, you can do that. You don't have to be attacking all the time. I mean, Cardiff's defensive effort at the start of that second half, they only conceded seven points. But then some of it was maybe illegal. So it's 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 just it, it's a, it's a it's a balancing situation. But it's it's a it's a tough one after last week. It is, and I'm like you look at that that period of the second half when up to the Connacht score was the only time they were getting over the gain line at any level. Their lineouts, their lineout mall was tearing out. They were doing great lineouts and having a really rapid lineout mall. So they really were dominating Cardiff at that point. It was as though Cardiff when they scored just before half time figured this game is over. 
And it took Connacht to, to come out, play like that for 15 minutes for Cardiff to wake up again and sort of take on the, the second level. I would I would worry that, that we, we let in the bonus point, right? would actually worry me more than anything else that we al- we allowed ourselves to get caught like that so badly that there's something missing. You look at... Think about Munster when they well, trail to Scarlets and then they come back and win, but yeah, they don't... 14, man. Yeah, even even Ulster, who probably are more a better team for us to compare with right now because yep. the Munster are well ahead of us, they don't get beaten like that. No, and, and Ulster went away to Ospreys and, and won in Ospreys after Ospreys had a great win the previous week. So, you know, you're looking at... There, there's there's a bit of resilience that we need that we just don't seem to have and it's something that's definitely needed for Carrick. One final example, even Benetton, they finished the game on the ascendancy today searching for a bonus point. It's the way to lose to bigger teams so yeah okay right lads great stuff let's get home thanks cheers up we'll take a week off and we'll be back for a, pod, a mini pod after the press conference next week William Davis thanks very much good night Rob and we thank IBFM and Damien for all the work in there and everyone else thanks to you guys I can't tell you we never get to thank ourselves so I'm going to thank the two lads because I didn't do anything here William and Alan put in an incredible effort the technology behind what we did here to make this happen in terms of a commentary with atmospherics with the referee link is brilliant thanks a million to everyone Alan. Yeah, can't can't say like that's that's as good an away performance that we've been able to sit in comfort and not getting wet and cold and freezing. Our own beds tonight. Yeah, in our own beds tonight, exactly. <laughs> much like Connacht. And then they go, they get to go back to Newport again before Christmas. I mean, two trips to Newport before Christmas. I mean, I mean that's that's living. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, folks. Talk to you soon. Loose, cut it loose. Break out, or nothing changes. Side.